everyone. Welcome back to the Potter's House, the podcast where we discuss how biblical topics, church life, and current events impact our everyday lives. My name is Marcus Ionescu, and I'm your host. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Danny Kovacs. Danny, how's it going today? Very well. Glad to be here, and thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Thank you for agreeing to be on. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> it is uh, 8 a.m. for me. And then it yep. is 11 a.m. for you because you are recording remotely from Michigan. And I'm glad to announce that uh, in this podcast history, this is the very first Zoom recording podcast episode. Nice. Glad to break the ice with this. And I think your sacrifice is greater since you had to wake up earlier. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I try to be accommodating and I'm just I'm glad that, uh, you know, we can set this up just in general, but I'm glad that we can do this uh, on this platform through Zoom Definitely. just to be able to set a precedent for future episodes and being able to reach out to multiple different guests. So, uh, so Danny, before we get started and jump into the episode, um, can you give like a brief inter- introduction about yourself, maybe your family? Um Maybe not so much about the ministry you're working yet, just because we're going to talk about that later, but just a quick, brief uh, personal introduction. Sure. First, let me just say what you do um, is encouraging. Yeah. From what I understand, you're in your you were in, in your early 20s, right? I'm 23. Yes, yes. 23. There we go. I got married at, uh, <laughs> at 23. So um, back then, you know, podcasting and all that wasn't a thing. So I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah, thank you. David in the scriptures, he served his generation by the will of God. That's what we find written. Um, and that's what I see you doing. Um, there's a difference. We have to come back to the art of encouragement, I think, in, in our Christian context. We've kind of lost that. And, and in the Romanian context, we see it as more um, praise, right? Uh, we're praising yeah. someone, but we're not. We're encouraging them. This is biblical. Uh, it's something we need to do. So, you know, going back um, 16 years, um, I would have liked to have started something like that, a podcast. You know, you're serving the community, right? By talking yeah. with others, you're serving the community. So I just want to give a word of encouragement. A lot of the guests so far that you've had, I mean, I'm friends with them on Instagram. Uh, we chat every so often, um, even though sometimes it's shorter discussions. But there's a lot of value that you bring to the body uh, of Christ and what you're doing. So. Um, so thank you for that and, and keep doing it. And myself and those who are listening, let's continue to, we'll continue to pray uh, for you and, and this work. Um, as far as a little bit about myself, um, I was born here in the States. My parents came here. My dad came here in 79 and then my mother shortly after. Uh, we grew up here. Our language initially was Romanian. Uh, even going to school early on, uh, we spoke mostly Romanian, but then obviously we picked up English. And going to a Romanian church uh, obviously helped. Uh, growing up, I read the Bible mainly in Romanian, not in English. Um, so I did grow up in a Romanian Pentecostal church. Uh, a lot of good values were instilled in me, and I had a lot of good mentors around me and, and pillars in my family, really, not, not only from my parents, but uh, my grandparents as well, and my uncles uh, and aunts, uh, who also served when they were young, and I saw them growing up. While they were young adults, they served in the church. So really, I had good examples around me uh, my whole life. Um, I started serving early on from like 13 uh, in the brass band. And then from there, started getting involved in youth, um, where I was able to teach uh, and be with the group and travel and go to different places. Um, so it was a, it was a, 
great opportunity and by God's grace, got to meet different people and learn from different people as far as uh, serving uh, in the body of Christ. In uh, 2004, I got married with Daniela. She is, I, I married up, I like to say, and I married well by the grace <laughs> of God. <laughs> uh, she's from Romania, from Moravia, um, and that's where my, my dad is actually from, uh, his, his hometown. And um, we have two young boys, Levy and Seth, six and four. Um, currently, we are serving in our church, in our local church, the Philadelphia Church, where Brother Emmanuel Fazakash is pastor. Um, I serve as a deacon, uh, which basically means um, I'm, I'm, I'm a servant, and we all are really servants, right, within the body of Christ, diakonos in its original uh, meaning. So we're all called to do that, and I will touch on that a little bit later as we get going here. Um, we serve there with the youth. Uh, we just met yesterday in person for the first time because of the pandemic. So I thank God we're able to start meeting up again and worshiping and getting into the word. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. There's a lot more details. Um, I got baptized at, at 16 and I had, um, my grandma around that time had passed away and her being a pillar of faith in my life. Um, I really made the decision. Uh, I said, you know, I want to continue on the path that I saw in her. You know, I remember often she would call us to prayer whenever I was over there playing and spending a night and spending the days there out of nowhere, we'd be playing in the yard and I would hear her say, La Rugachuna, everyone come to prayer. Let's go. We got to gather for prayer. And at least three times a day, they would pray. I remember my grandpa holding the Bible or sometimes they hand it to my uncle, um, one of my uncles to read it. Um, so that really put in me a desire um, for God's word and for ministry. And my, my grandpa was a um, presbyter, an elder with, within the church for, for many years um, and serving God through preaching of the word as well. So uh, that's just a little bit about me. And by the grace of God, I am what I am and I'm, I am where I am today. Um, and, and I thank him for, for the opportunities he's brought and the life he's given me and um, the fact that he saved me and uh, renewed me. Awesome. Uh, first, thank you so much for, uh, for that encouragement. Um, I, you're right. You're like, we're all servants. Uh, I think this is a ministry that's really grown, especially in the last uh, few years, now that people are more um, online, more on social mm -hmm. media. So uh, this is where we can truly reach people, and I'm glad that I can serve God with everything that I do. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of the the encouragements and the positive feedback that I've been receiving thus far. So thank you for that, and uh, thank you for the for the introduction. Um, uh, and the reason why, I, I, you know, I know there's a lot for us to talk about, but uh, we sort of connected on social media about a month ago or so, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was through through the podcast. I remember um, you, you reached out to me, and then I, I kind of checked out um, the content that you were posting, and I, I really liked um, the certain video. It was a it was a video that uh, you and your wife made about um, mm -hmm. why you're not married. And I was like, right. oh, I better figure out why, why I'm not married. Let's check this out. <laughs> so I remember like, and then like, there's a couple of like the standard points that we always hear in the sermons, but there's like maybe like two of the five points that were like, wow, like you don't really hear that often. And it really like, it really strikes mm -hmm. you. So it's, it's really, you know, important to work on yourself spiritually, making sure that, you know, I, I forgot what the exact point was, but you know, basically making sure that you're ready. Yeah. So lead, sure yeah, leading yourself, person. I believe it is. Yep, leading yeah, leading yourself, I believe, was probably the point. But yeah, I'm glad to hear that. That's encouraging. That's encouraging. Yeah. So, uh, and that's that was my first exposure to uh, 
your ministry online. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really like your name, Alterpreneur. I think that's that's really <laughs> cool. Uh, it's a cool play on words. And um, I, I, I really like what you've been doing so far. So now I'm, I'm just going to give you the floor, talk about uh, how you got started with that particular ministry, uh, what made you decide to go online, and then how things have unfolded since then. Sure. Um, yeah, our time here on earth is so short and, uh, we have to be aware of what is it that God is doing. I like to, it's really not our ministry, right? It's God's ministry. He's doing something through us. Um, we have to be, we have the privilege of joining him in what he's already doing. Right. So, but entrepreneur came from the idea from my own frustration. It was really in 2017 during the winter, it was January. And I got home from church um, one day and I was just feeling down. I was feeling like a heaviness on me. Um, And normally Sundays are like that Sunday evenings um, because work follows the next day. And, you know, sometimes we don't really want to go. We had a nice weekend. It's kind of tough to get back into work mode. Um, But different thoughts ran through my mind. You know, what am I living for? What am I leaving behind? Uh, What example am I setting for my boys, for Daniela? How am I loving her? Um, and so on D- different thoughts were going through my mind. And basically what stuck out was a sense that I wasn't leading my family. Um, Danielle and my boys, the way God wanted me to, I wasn't really intentional about building, um, a consistent altar, a place where we meet with God. He meets with us where our focus is on him. Uh, we worship him. We listen to his word. Um, and what followed after that was basically a personal challenge, uh, to lead them, um, and us together in the presence of God for seven straight days, uh, for a whole week, an entire week. Um, and out of that came a short series, um, seven days to a, to a peaceful heart. Um, and this was really the start of entrepreneur where I started online and it's really a digital ministry, but also, uh, the physical side is where I teach, uh, in person, mainly with youth and get a, the privilege also to speak, um, in church and my local church, um, and also churches around here as well. And as really what it is, I began studying the altar more in depth and I've done so ever since, since 2017. Um, and I learned one major important factor is that if it's not a priority in my life, it's not going to become a practice in my life. And if it doesn't become a practice, I'll never experience, um, God's power at the altar. So out of that came our family mission, which is to meet with God every day and to help others do the same. Um, and our motto is really from Leviticus 6.13. And that's one of the main verses that stuck out to me as I was studying the altar, where it says the fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Um, so really what it was in short, it was kind of like a, a midlife resolution period. Some people call it crisis. Um, but a midlife crisis, some people think of it and they're like, okay, someone's falling in depression. Uh, they need to buy an expensive car. Um, you know, they, they need to li- lead a promiscuous life, things like that. And it was none of those things. It was more of why am I here? What, what am I doing with my life? Have I responded to God's calling to lead my family now that I'm married? Right. Um, so it was a, a real encounter with God to see God, what do you want me to do from here? Right. Um, so something similar happened to, to, to Solomon. We read in, in Ecclesiastes, you, you could read, 
read his midlife evaluation, if you would. Um, and really what it is, it's nothing else than God just showing me the true state of my life and, and me responding. Um, so that's a bit about this ministry. Really, it's focused on what it is. It's a digital um, journal for myself and my family. That's first what it is. As I live life, as I learn lessons, I'm creating content and I'm saving it for myself and my family. And I pray and that me and Daniela pray that one day Levy and Seth um, will read it, will make note of it, will use it and maybe be involved with us in, in the ministry later on. So that's first, it's first for us. It came out of my own frustration um, of not leading them well. And I wanted to have a more structured approach to building an altar. And uh, I did write a short post on it on, on entrepreneur.com. Um, three blessings that came out of that midlife evaluation time that, um, in 2017. One of them is the blessing of a made up mind. Um, God's not going to choose holiness for me. I have to respond to it. So basically I went through an exhausting and, and selfish cycle of, of, of listening to God's whispers and experiencing his nudging, uh, but not fully committing to the altar. Um, he says in, in Deuteronomy, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Uh, a second blessing was discernment to start looking at things um, more in depth as far as right and wrong, evil and good, and to say yes to those things that God wants me to say yes to. Um, and the last one was the blessing of contentment. I saw, and Danielle and I saw God as a great reward, not things of earth. On a side note, uh, somewhat related, we, we waited. It took us nearly nine years to have our first son, Levy. Um, and out of that, you know, was born this acceptance that God is our great reward. Not, not things on earth, not even children, uh, not a spouse, not our career, not a ministry, not gifts that he gives us. He's our great reward, um, just like he said to, to Abraham in Genesis. So that's, that's where Entrepreneur was born from, um, the priority, the practice, the power of the altar, and my own personal um, wrestling with God, if you would, and coming to that place where I can lead how he wants me to lead my family and, and my wife. Yeah. And, um, you know, and aside from the, I love the content that you, that you create and that you post. And it's, it's really encouraging to hear that, um, this ministry came out of a difficult time, a time of trial in your life. And you were able to use the faith that you had in God to just to work and create this thing. Um, and I, I, one thing I really like is also the, uh, the creativity and how innovative, uh, the, or at least the Instagram pages, Mm -hmm. Um, I like the graphics, the videos, the, everything that you do. Um, I was going to ask, are you familiar with, uh, Dale Partridge? Yes, I am. Yes. Yes. I am. Okay. So I, it I kind of reminded, it, it kind of reminded me, uh, of that, you know, that he makes like certain graphics and, you know, has those quotes. Uh, obviously one thing I, I like that you do is you also do it in the Romanian language as well. So yeah, I try people, to, yeah, as much yeah. as I can. Yep. And then, um, I just think it's very innovative. I, I, I obviously, you know, the content is great. Uh, but the way that you're reaching out people through social media is something that's very encouraging. I think it has a positive effect on our community. Um, I know that social media, a lot of times, especially in the more conservative circles, is preached as something that could have uh, a negative impact, especially mm -hmm. on the young people. Mm -hmm. But um, I think 
since that's where everyone is, that's where we should bring the gospel to. Um, I, I, I know believe in, the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So like in uh, John chapter 17, when Jesus is praying in the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, he's he's asking God, he's praying to God that he that God may keep the disciples, he may be with them, but that they may remain in the world because he has a greater calling for them, the Great Commission right. to go spread his gospel. So I feel like where Jesus left the, the disciples where they needed to be, where they needed to do their work, yes, where their yes. work was, or his work was required the most. And I think now that we're seeing this huge influx of participants in the social media community, I think it's really important that uh, we do focus and um, maintain these ministries that are uh, tailoring to that audience. So I, I think, I think Absolutely. that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, what God's doing and using, Praise God. Um, in, in the uh, community that uh, you're reaching out to. And I, I think that's really cool. Um, is there any, like, I know this is kind of like a random question, but uh, what's your, what's your like uh, vision in the next couple of years for the ministry? I know you've been doing this since 2017, but is, is there something particular that you want to, is there a goal you want to reach? Is there something that you want to uh, obtain in the next uh, couple of years or uh, however, however amount of time? Yeah, I, I don't want to really get ahead of myself. I want to really be uh, in tune to what's God doing. But just on a side note, real quick, um, sure. on the whole meeting people where they're at, right? Um, yeah, on yeah. social media, right? So I believe, and I may get some some comments for this, or, or you will on, on the podcast. Um, I believe <laughs> Apostle Paul would have had an Instagram page. Okay, here's here's why. He knew he was called to the Gentiles, right? He yeah. knew that. And we read that in his epistles, in, especially in his introductions. He went to the marketplace. He was in the marketplace. He went to the amphitheaters. He was in those places where people, where secular people were, right? Where the pagans were. He was there. We need to be there. So not, not, in, the, not in the sense to do what they do and to be like them, right? To be a light, to let, our, to let what God has done in us show forth, right? To show his praises, to say, Look what God can do in your life. And, and social media is really just a tool to do that. So um, as far as the future of this, should God tarry and he still keeps us alive? Um, one of the things I'm working on right now is a uh, 26-week plan uh, for parents. It's called uh, Bible Word Lessons. Um, so this, this, again, comes out of my own frustration. I, I said, what? I need a, a word or a subject every week, right, that I can that I can focus on, for example, holiness or righteous or salvation or fasting. And I want to be able to teach my boys these things. So I'm putting together a 26 week plan for parents where they can in incorporate a more structured approach to altar building on the go as they live their lives. So not necessarily, okay, let's meet at seven o'clock PM. Let's all gather in the living room or in the room and, and get on our knees. And no, as you're living life on the go, so that's what, that's one thing I'm working on right now. Another thing by God's help, um, I like to do some type of workshop, you know, um, local or somewhere else. It can be, um, out of state, some type of entrepreneur workshop where we combine faith, family, and career, and we bring in speakers like yourself and others, right. Um, a variety of ages from young to old who have this experience of building an altar of being in the marketplace and living out their faith in their career. So that's kind of a short, um, short, uh, version of it, but I, I want to have some type of workshop. Right. And then third, another thing would be a, 
um, marriage conference or workshop for singles. The entrepreneur marriage conference for singles, right? There's a lot of marriage conferences for married people, <laughs> right? People who are already married and that's good. Yeah. And it's a great thing and it's needed. However, what about the singles who want to get married? We need a comp we need some type of resource for them as well. Um, so th those are just three of the things um, off the top of my head. Um, if I wouldn't get too in, in detail that, I, that I'm contemplating, that I'm praying over, um, and that I'm working on uh, by God's help. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how those uh, three things uh, unfold and come. I'd, be, I'd definitely be interested to check those out uh, once they do. And uh, I do like that comment. Uh, you know, if Paul were alive today, he would have an Instagram account. And for you listeners out there, I, I, uh, I'm going to set up a challenge. Whoever can come up with the best Instagram handle for Apostle Paul uh, wins, wins a pat on the back. Wins a pat on the back. I, I already gave away uh, AirPods earlier this year, so you guys can pat yourourselves on the back. And, and I'll follow that page, too. I'll follow it, too. So Perfect. <laughs> you have one follower there. <laughs> so, so that's great. I'm, I'm excited for the future of entrepreneur. Um, I'm already keeping up with what you're doing right now. And like I said, like I've, I've been listening to some of the videos, uh, that you've posted and some of the posts as well. Um, I know when we we initially talked about recording this episode, uh, we talked about, cause obviously this is something that God's called you to. That's, that's like this ministry for me is something that God's called me to entrepreneur for you. And, um, I want us a little bit in the next uh, however, many, however much amount of time, but I want us to talk a little bit about God's calling for our lives because mm -hmm. sometimes it may be unorthodox sometimes, or actually most of the time it's something that we don't really expect and it can come out of nowhere. Or like mm -hmm. in your case, it can come out of a time of, uh, you know, in, a, in a trial. Uh, but I'd like to talk a little bit about that and uh, how, you know, obviously how God's worked in your life, how God's called you to this and then how young people today will be encouraged when um, they finally see what God's called them to. Right. So when, when I think of calling, there's the idea of, of responding, right? We're responding to someone's invitation. So that's the first thing I, I would say is in recognizing God's calling, you have to recognize God's calling. <laughs> I, yeah. I know it sounds overly simple, but you have to recognize his invitation. Right. And he has three main callings for us. Um, and I've spoken on numerous times with, with young men and women on this, um, especially with the circle of my closer friends. He calls us to salvation, sanctification and service. And salvation is the first one. Right. That's the most important. He's calling me to life. He's to a life that is renewed, a new heart, a new mind. He's calling me to salvation. So that's the first really invitation that I need to respond to. And it all, a new life, a new way, a new work, a new calling, a new ministry, it all starts with an invitation. You invited me to this podcast. I responded. Out of this begins a new friendship between us, right? Moving forward at another depth. We're going to learn more about each other, about we're going to stay, stay connected and pray for one another, right? Um, my wife, Daniela, my wife, Daniela, when she was in the world, in her teen years, she responded to an invitation that's that a youth that that a, that some youth from the church there gave to her right it began with an invitation uh, when i got married <laughs> I, I gave an invitation to my wife to begin speaking can we can we talk <laughs> right or those who who started their relationship in person because we were apart you know miles apart i was here she was in romania but those who start their uh, a relationship towards marriage it starts with an invitation 
So the invitation for me is very important. So the first thing in recognizing God's calling, first recognize his general calling in your life. And don't think of, okay, where can I be a worship leader? Where can I be a pastor? Where can I be a digital director in a church? Don't think of these things if you've not responded to his general calling of salvation, because this is key, right? When it's all said and done, where are you going to spend eternity, right? So that, for me, that's most important. And second, out of God puts certain passions or desires in us and giftings, right? That's the second thing in recognizing our calling. Recognize what those things are. From an early age, I started, I started in, the mu in music, playing violin and drums. And one day I was reading a book on the Holy Spirit. And in reading that book, it encouraged me to continue in, in the giftings that God gave me and the desire that I had to be involved in music. And I started writing music after reading that book because I was so moved by what, what was written in there by the author. And I felt God telling me, go to the next step. Just start writing. And I started writing music just because of that passion that I had and desire, right? So pay attention to that, um, to what God is putting in you. He says in 1 Peter, as each of you has received a gift, right? A, 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 let's look at it as a spiritual talent, if you would. A, a gracious, uh, like a divine endowment. This is what we can think of as, as a gift. Employ it for one another, it says as good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extremely diverse, unmerited favor, <laughs> right? So we're using those gifts that he gave us to benefit others, for the benefit of others. And, and that leads into my third point, where in recognizing God's calling, um, pay attention to those around you, to the body of Christ, and what they're saying, um, and how they're responding and receiving um, what it is you're doing. And there's two aspects to this. Um, I, I put together a post recently, and I may post it soon. Um, if I were to tell my younger self one thing, there'd be many things. But I would tell myself, pay attention to criticism and to the critics that you have in your life. Even if you initially don't agree with what they're saying, or it's not even right what they're saying, it's just absolutely wrong. Assume there's a grain of truth in it, at least just a little bit. And at the very least, be willing to search yourself. Because here, in, in working, in, in manifesting my gifts within the body through music, writing music, playing drums, violin, right? Being involved in youth, teaching. I receive both encouragement and criticism, these two things. So in this third point in recognizing God's calling, pay attention to how the body, the people, the saints around you are responding to your ministry. There will be some who say, you know, God spoke to me to what you said tonight, and I received an answer to one of my prayers. Right. But then the next week you may say, um, listen, you, you're, you're playing these drums so loud. Can you just keep it down? I mean, you're so loud. I can't hear anything else but you. Right. I don't hear the guitars. I don't hear anything. Be open to both. Right. Don't think you you know it all and you have it all. Be willing to, to grow based on the encouragement and the criticism that you receive. 
Will there be bad criticism that you receive? Absolutely. And there's going to be some that you should not pay attention to because it's in the wrong spirit, right? It's with the wrong spirit. And it's not with the spirit of building you up and, and helping you grow. So that's very important. Pay attention to what the body. Why, why would Paul and why would the apostles choose among them someone who is trustworthy, someone who is filled with the spirit, right? Someone, they chose someone that was recognized by them as someone who is, who is trustworthy, who is working for the Lord, who is on a right path, right? This is, if you read about the appointing of, of deacons as well, the very same thing. The, the people, the bulls around them have to speak well of them. Are they perfect people? No. But for overall in their life, in their character of what you know of them, people have to speak well of you in that, in that regard, right? Um, not that everyone should be speaking well of you because if they are, you're probably not doing something right in your ministry, right? We're going to have, we're going to have persecution if we're proclaiming him, but that's generally from those that are not Christ. So those that are secular, those that are in the world, right? So, so invitation, respond to his invitation. Know his invitation to salvation is first greatest. Second, what are those giftings that he gave you? those passions, right? It could be music. It could be teaching. It could be speaking. It could be content creation. It could be a podcast. There was two, um, two young men from, uh, from Atlanta that one from Atlanta, one from Chicago that came recently to Michigan, uh, for a wedding. And I got a chance to meet up with them. And I told them all we are, we're all content creators. And, and let me explain just a little bit. Preachers, right? They create content. They receive from God and they give what they're receiving in the form of a sermon first. But then what happens? That sermon gets repurposed. And you know all about this, especially with the podcasting. The sermon gets repurposed into a audio, <laughs> into an Instagram, right? Into a YouTube video, into a post, into a Facebook post. So what are they in essence? They're content creators. You can call them holy content creators. I live my life, Danielle and I live our lives, and the things that I learn, the things I receive, I turn it into content, right? So there's different realms of the giftings, but the idea is we need to be good stewards of it. In whatever capacity we're serving, whatever we're doing, whatever giftings we have, be a good steward of it, right? So there are just three things um, off the bat. Um, a fourth, I would say, is look at the needs that are around you, right? Look at the needs that exist in the world um, around you. We, we're God's co-workers, Paul said, right? We work one with one another in God's service, in God's field. Um, he calls us, you can't separate serving God from serving people, right? As we serve God, we're serving people. Here's the thing, especially the young adults who are listening, and that are ambitious. And, and I really have a respect for that. But I would say now, as I'm drawing near the 40 mark, uh, I'll be 39 uh, soon, um, is be, be careful um, in, your, in your serving um, that you're not hasty in how you do things, right? Um, follow, be, be, seek to be led by the Spirit in what you're doing and not, not by your own, uh, flesh. It's, it's very important. So look at the needs, um, around you and how you're, you're serving others. 
uh, Romans 15, right? Romans 15 says, please, uh, everyone should please his neighbor towards good for edification, right? You can't be off in your own world doing what you want to do, self-centered, if it's not benefiting those around you, right? I would say you have to reconsider the calling that you think you have, right? If others are not being encouraged and all of us are involved in a redemptive calling. So everything has to, is it drawing people to Christ? Christ's ministry, we read in Isaiah 61, what, what, what does it say? The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captive. So, and it goes on and it explains the ministry of Jesus really. Is ours tied to that? Is our work, your work of, of the podcast, right? It's a redemptive work because you're bringing content that can change people's lives, right? We're saying God is our sovereign master, our creator. He's the one who has called us. And we're, it's a redemptive work because we're calling people unto him. Mark 16 says, proclaim the gospel, not proclaim your ministry or what you are good at, not proclaim what you can do for others, proclaim what he has done for them, right? So we have to look at it from that aspect. What are their needs? How has God first met their, their great spiritual needs? And how can I be involved in that? There may be a mom, a single mom listening right now. And they may say, yeah, I, I don't really have a calling. But their calling to raise children is a redemptive one because they're setting them on a path, on the good path that they should go on, on a holy path right? To be following God, a, a worship leader. It's a redemptive calling because they're calling people into a relationship with Christ through singing, through song, right? A pastor, the same thing. So at whatever you're doing, there's some type of redemptive um, element involved with it, right? Um, and then last, so we have invitation, giftings or passion, pay attention to the body around you, pay attention to the needs around you and seek to, to meet those needs. And then last, pay attention to time and place. So on our side of heaven, we function with hours and minutes and weeks and so on. God doesn't function like that. So we need to be wise as, as it says in Ephesians, redeeming the time for the days are evil. So pay attention to the time you're in that you're living in and the place. Noah, he was obedient, it says in Hebrews. He was obedient to God by building the ark. And what he did by building the ark, he condemned the world. <laughs> and really, we're living in the same times right now. We're living in the same times. By us being obedient to God and hiding ourselves in Christ, as it says in Colossians, he hid himself in the ark, right? That's, that was a type of Christ. We hide ourselves in Christ during this time uh, because he's coming soon. He's coming soon, and we're hiding ourselves in there, and, and, and we're saying, Lord, you're coming, so we want to be ready, right? So we're paying attention to time and place, and we're condemning the world, the things that are happening in the world, the world system, the ways of the world, the thinking of the world, the mindset of the world. We're condemning all those things. That's part of our calling. That's part of recognizing God's calling is recognizing what time and place are you living in, right? You're in California. You're literally, I mean, sorry to say this, but that's like a different country for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, based on the things that are happening there and how people, how I'm not saying everyone, 
there's saints in California, right? There's people listening and, and, and they're, they're saying, I don't like California. It's a democratic, it's liberals. I understand that. But there's people like you, like Marcus Dionesco and others who are a light there, who can be a light there. And they're paying attention to the time and place that they're in right now. So you, you may be in another state, you, wherever you are, pay attention to the time and place. Moses for a time was called to redeem, right? The Israelites under the hand of the Egyptians. Esther for a time was called to help her people, right? Joshua, we think of Paul who was called to, to the Gentiles. We think of Timothy who, who, re, who Paul encouraged him to remember his, his grandmother and his mother, right? Who taught him in the ways of the Lord. Time and place is so key in recognizing your ministry. Right. I recognized in 2017 that I wasn't leading my family well. Right. And so out of that was born a, a desire, a God given desire to draw near to him and to build a consistent altar. So pay attention to time and place because it is so short. It is so short. We're here today. We're gone tomorrow. My legacy is not my ministry. Right. Our only legacy is Christ. That's it. And Christ alone. We, we sing of it. We post about it, but it has to be real. Like when I'm gone, my boys, if they're still here, my wife, if, there's, if she's still here, do they remember Christ in me or just, or just simply my, my earthly or spiritual talents? Because that's not enough. Right. So these five things I just jotted down and, and thought about them prayerfully we could go on there could be so much more we can we can share about things but invitation respond to god's invitation or it may be that you're in the church you know what i started on the bench next to my dad bouncing up and down listening to someone play the drums and and tapping my foot and hands right and then i went back there once behind the drums as they were playing as the band was playing and then someone came up to me and said hey you want to join you want to be part of it? An invitation. Someone invited me and I responded. Pay attention to God's invitation first, to salvation, sanctification, which really is progressive. It's going to be our entire lives, right? It begins, but it doesn't end, right? It doesn't end until we get to heaven. Um, and then his calling to service. So invitation, that your giftings and passion, be aware of the body, those around you and what they're saying. Be aware of the needs around you and how you can serve those needs, uh, through the Holy Spirit and with the love of Christ, and then pay attention to the time and place that you're in because it's so, so short. It's just for a season. Well, um, all I got to say right now is that, you know, no offense to my other guests, but that was probably the best 15 minute segment on this podcast up to date. <laughs> that was awesome, Danny. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was, uh, yeah. um, I mean, not only is it scripturally based, but it's some, it really pointed out as I was listening, I kind of felt like I was like, man, I want to like write things, write these things down, but obviously I have the recording. Uh, but it really spoke to me in, in, in my life. And um, even before starting this ministry, uh, as I was growing up in the church and music ministry and speaking and all of that, um, there was a time in my life where, uh, you know, like for you, you recognize the talents that you're given, right? And that's one mm -hmm. of the ways that you uh, can answer God's calling and you see what God's called you to. But at the same time, like you said, we have to be mindful of the timing of every single uh, yep. checkpoint, every single moment in our lives. And uh, there was a time where I think I was a bit premature. I, I felt like I was more advanced than I was at the point. And, uh, you know, my gift that I saw that God was, you know, was 
that had given to me was speaking, you know, whether it was from <laughs> the pulpit or uh, some online database like we're doing right now. It was speaking. It was talking about certain things. It was presenting uh, content. And I got to the point where um, I looked back to my life and I was like, God, why why am I still stuck in, in stage two? Why am I not on stage three, <laughs> stage four? You know, I felt like I should be progressing. And um, in that season of my life, God used to just truly reveal certain things that he wanted to work on me first. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like, 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 like you said, um, you know, we have different seasons in our lives and, and depending where we're at, I mean, God uses those times to work on us, to, to mend us. Um, and I'm sure you could even like for marriage, as I'm sure you could attest to, uh, some people may be wondering why they're not married yet, but mm-hmm. maybe God's working on them in their singleness, uh, right. not only working right. on them to, so that they can be better spouses, but working and utilizing their time as a single person to do his work, because there are certain things and I'm sure you can agree that you can do while you're married and while you're not married and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things get complicated, especially once you have a family and yep. you're not as available. Absolutely. But, um, I don't know. I found that super encouraging, uh, the, the talents. Uh, one thing I, I haven't heard from that you mentioned for the first time was, uh, being open-minded to your critics. I think that's really good. I think that's, um, kind of gauging the response you're getting from the congregation. Uh, yes, yes. Like you said, one, one, one big thing to recognizing your talents is seeing, is it, is it profitable? Is it beneficial? Are people mm-hmm, being, mm-hmm. Uh, are people growing uh, as a result yes. of it? Are, are you getting positive feedback? Um, and then maybe in the, in the inverse, uh, if you're getting ahead of yourself and maybe you don't recognize what God's called you to do. And if you're seeing that it's not doing any of those things, maybe it's a time to, um, you know, reconsider. Maybe it's time to go back yes. on on your knees into prayer and ask God, like God, what do you want to do in my life? Uh, what do you have yep. you called me to yep. do? So, um, yeah, that, that that was great. I think that really. Yeah, and we have to be aware. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we we no, have to ahead. be aware. It's exactly on this point. There's some who will have a ministry that it's more seen from the public eye, and others it's more in the private on the back end, right? So it's not seen as much. And we have to really make a distinction between the two because the one that is seen more in public, it doesn't mean it's more important. Like the pastor who's on stage or the worship leader is on stage every week, right? Or the one who, who leads uh, mission trips every month, right? It doesn't mean that it's more important. It's just different, right? We, we all have a certain responsibility. So the, even there's some listening right now that they may say, well, yeah, my ministry is not seen though. But what about those who have the gifts of encouragement? right? What about um, those who have the gift of hospitality, right? There, there's so many things that you can be doing that is really never going to be in the spotlight and that's okay, <laughs> right? And that's okay. And, and we have to be really, why are we serving? If, if we're, there's really three things. We should all be serving God, right? Um, in, in Psalm 100, uh, I believe, serve the Lord with gladness, right? We're serving the Lord. He doesn't need my serving. It's a privilege for me that I get to serve him right? He's not made more holy or any greater. Um, then we're called to serve uh, others, as we've already been talking about. Through love, you should serve one another, it says in Galatians 5. Then we're called to serve Jesus. If anyone would serve me, he must continue to follow me, to cleave steadfastly to me, confirm holy to my example. We read this in John 12. So really, that's what the heart of a calling is, right? You're staying connected to the one who made the calling who gave you the calling because ultimately your reward comes from him. It doesn't come from man. So we have to be careful. Those who are more in a spotlight ministry and those who are behind the scenes, we have to make the distinction and not think that one is, is more important uh, than the other. One is just more seen than the other. 
Absolutely. And uh, I think that's something that we really have to check ourselves with. Uh, I know that, you know, speaking from my personal experience, and I'm sure you can relate, uh, being on a platform where you're seen or you're heard or you're like in the spotlight, um, you know, I think Satan uses that as an opportunity to attack you in certain areas of your yes. life, particularly yes. with pride, particularly with, yep. uh, and you know, anything related to that. So uh, I think it's important. Uh, but at the same time, like if you are a person, if you're if you're a listener out there, and you are a person who's doing more work uh, behind the scenes, uh, don't be don't be discouraged. Uh, yes. I'll, you know, like it, we're all part of Christ's body. You know, we don't we don't need we don't need thirty biceps as I like to put it. Yep. Sometimes we don't yeah. we don't need uh, all strong arms. You know, you, you, we got to have leg day too. You know, it's we got to make sure we're well rounded <laughs> and we we have different functions and we when we work and we serve. Uh, in different areas at different capacities and at different times as we've seen yes. uh, thus far. So, um, so Danny, as we're, as we're wrapping up this episode, it's funny cause I know before we started recording, uh, you were mentioning like, man, like 45 minutes an hour. It's like, I don't know if I could talk, I don't know if we can go that long <laughs> and it's, we're already like hitting 45 minutes right now. So <laughs> praise God that we're able to get this content out. But as we're wrapping things up, uh, is there, you know, and this could be regarding anything we mentioned uh, thus far, is there anything, any you know, statement you want to make, any point that you want to really drive to the listeners uh, that are listening to this episode? Yeah. So f- for the young ones um, who are still trying to call, find their, their, their calling and, and in short, it would be, and I told the youth this yesterday at our youth meeting, do something, just start by doing something. Uh, don't, you're, you're never going to have all the details. You're never going to be uh, ready completely because you're a work in progress, right? Start somewhere, do something, um, help someone, right? They say in, in our, in the secular, in the working world, in the, it, they say, you know, if you have a manager and you want to be at that spot, eventually, you know, every so often ask your manager, Hey, what can I help you with? Can I get you a coffee today? You know, can, can I bring, bring you lunch? You know, um, be willing to help others, right? If you don't know what you should be doing, come alongside someone and say, what can I help you with? Right? So the idea is do something. And out of that doing something, certain interests are going to pop up. You're going to see God speaking to you through different people, right? Through his word. He's going to be leading you as you're active, as you're doing something, right? Because God, I believe it's Spurgeon who said, um, God can't use you where you're not, right? Where you are, be all there, right? Cause he can't use you where you're not. So wherever you are today, I would say to, to the young ones and to the married ones, be all there, right? If, if you're at home and you're, you're raising children, be all there. If, if you're have a ministry in the church, be all there. If you have a ministry within your, your career, be all there, right? I, I was tasked recently to start a, a, uh, some type of Christian faith group at my work. And I'm still praying about that. And it's in the very early stages and I'm a little nervous about it. Right. Um, the idea is be there, be willing to, to be stretched, right? Our, our muscles don't grow if, if they're not, if, if they're not stretched and you don't feel some of that tension, right? So do something, start, start small. God does, it does not despise the days of, of small beginnings, be willing to come along someone and help them and learn from them and, and find mentors, uh, in your life. And that's how your, your particular calling will be refined and be made more clear to you as you serve, as you do something within the body. Amen. Uh, start somewhere, put it, you know, all for Christ and he will, 
uh, just continue to work in you. So, uh, Danny, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be on Absolutely, here. Thank um, you. It was a it was a great episode. I'm um, I'm excited to stay tuned with Entrepreneur and uh, all the work that you uh, that God's working through you uh, in your ministry. And uh, I'm excited Likewise. that I'm glad that we were able to collaborate. I'm excited yep. for you know future collaborations as well. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, before uh, we sign off here. Um, if people want to find you on the internet, uh, where can they find you? I know you got the, the Instagram account. I know you got a website. So um, where can they uh, find you and your ministry online? Yeah, so the website would be the easiest, alterpreneur.com, A-L-T-A-R-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com, and then on Instagram at alterpreneur. Awesome. And I will tag the Instagram handle and uh, I will see I will see if I can ta- uh, get the website in there too uh, when I do the uh, promo video for the for the post before we release this episode so uh danny thanks again for being on here it was a blessed time and i'm i'm sure many people will uh find this uh greatly beneficial especially if they're young and they're starting in their ministry with god so uh for our podcast you can find us at uh the potter's house if you have any questions comments or concerns you can reach us at our email the potter's house at gmail.com we're on spotify itunes wherever you can find pod uh, podcasts so please like subscribe share with your friends if you're on instagram and you listen to the podcast via spotify please share it to your story send it to your friends uh for those of you listeners on both itunes and spotify uh, if you have an iphone swipe down to that podcast per- the purple podcast app and if you guys can do me a huge favor, um, swipe, uh, scroll down, and if you can tap the stars or leave a review, that'd be greatly beneficial. Uh, the more reviews and the more ratings there are, um, the algorithm that iTunes has, uh, it's, it's just better for the exposure of the podcast. So if you guys could so kindly do so, and please share with your friends. Uh, thank you uh, in advance so much for that. So uh, thank you guys all for tuning in, and we will see you next time. <laughs>